It's The Mill with Anthony Weiner on WABC. Taking a step back to look at things with a new perspective. It's The Mill with Anthony Weiner. Good afternoon, I'm Anthony Weiner, and thank you for meeting me in the middle, an hour every Saturday at 2 o'clock, when we take some steps away from the hot takes of the far left and the far right, try to bring some context to the news of the week, or maybe a subject that doesn't find its way into the middle of the conversation enough. I'll be here till 3 o'clock, then Curtis Lee comes in for left versus right. we got a lot of ground to cover this week with Curtis. Baseball season started, lots of new rules. Want to see what he has to say about it, Curtis those of you who don't know the full length and depth of his experience, used to do a, a baseball wrap-up show. You can catch us anywhere you can on 77 WABC, 770 on your AM dial, the most powerful AM radio station in the nation, WABCradio.com. We have a an app. It's great to have you here. Diego on the other side of the glass. Diego was running the board my very first show. It's great to have him back doing the full shift. Christian is on the calls, and Kevin is, I don't know, he's doing his hair for the Bruce Springsteen show later on. You heard Bob Brown mention that. So happy April Fool's Day. In case you're wondering, I won't be doing any April Fool's gags. You might not know this. There's actually an FCC rule. There's a hoax rule that was put into place when some shock jock did a rather extensive story duplicating or replicating the emergency signal saying that there was a nuclear attack going on. It was very elaborate. Got people obviously upset. So now there's a rule against it. I don't know how far it goes. No one ever gets called on it. But I'm still pretty new at this, and I don't want to take any chances. Um, Jordan starts his new hockey league today. The actual formal league ended. Now there's a house league that he plays over there. It's a little bit of a situation because the Saturday skates are very close to when I have to be here in the studio, so I'll be doing a lot of running back and forth, but it's great to see him. He's playing He's playing well. He's getting really good at the game, and that's great. Um, I actually, my team, I play in a beer league hockey game. We won our first game in two years the other night, which was which was nice. I had a good game after having not a great game the, the game before. Baseball is underway, as I mentioned in the open. We're going to talk with Curtis a little bit about that. I love the new rules. I mean, people complain when anything changes, and it's particularly true in baseball since it's so tradition-bound. But it's zipping along, and I like it. I, I I do like it. I got to admit, early on when I was watching some preseason games where they hadn't figured out what to do with the with the clock, with the batter's clock, the pitcher's clock, 
and they had it very prominently on the screen. I found it kind of anxiety-producing. Now they figured out a way to make it a bug. It's It looks great. Even though I did was listening to another station the other day, and someone came up with an interesting fact about this. Unlike penalties in every other sport, baseball is now, and you can call in and correct me, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222, at Rep Wiener is my Twitter handle, wienerwabc at gmail.com. Unlike any other sport, a penalty now in baseball can result in the end of the game, meaning someone scores as a result of the penalty and it's over. I mean, you can think of the scenario, bases loaded, three ball count, a ball is a, a batter, it doesn't get back in time, it's deemed to be um, a violation of the clock, he gets a ball, he walks, that's it, the game's over, we all go home. Unlike football, where even the the most damaging pass interference call, you still get the ball at the one. Unlike basketball, no matter, you still get the, you have to take the foul shot. Um trying to think, is there a scenario in hockey? No, there's no penalty scenario that would mean instantly the game is over. Uh, I take that back. I wonder if it's a, there are penalties that are automatically result in a goal, but that's a little bit, I have to go look that up. But that is an interesting scenario that what comes up with the new baseball rules. But so far, I like them. There was a weird one the other day in the second game the Mets played um, where um, it was a hit-and-run situation, and they said that the the runner for the Mets didn't hustle back to the base fast enough. And as a result, McNeil was penalized. The batter was penalized with a ball. And the league admitted that that should not have happened. So they're still working out the case. But overall, I like it very much. Uh, Monday, I have my eye operation. I mentioned this a couple of weeks ago. I have my cataracts operation, my left eye, a lot of mail, and a couple of callers about how I shouldn't worry about it. It's very common. I hear it's, it is in the, in the word of my lawyer who I call to get my, my health proxy and living will just in case something happens. He says it's a low risk, high reward operation. So. And in a twist of unfortunate fate, um, my dad's also in the hospital, different hospital. He checked in last night to Methodist Hospital. He's got a case of COVID, some, a little infection. He's going to be fine. He looks good, sounds good. Um, you know, it's funny. Because of this, I was going to do an episode on health care. You know, I first kind of came to national prominence talking about single-payer health care and Obamacare, and I was going to do an episode about it because I was dealing with health care issues. And – some news of the week emerged that made that more difficult. Let's do the numbers of the week, um, and then we'll get into the obvious elephant in the room issue that we're presented with. If you are in talk radio this week, you almost have no choice what to talk about. Let's do a couple of numbers of the week before we get into that. First, 43. 43% is the um, reduced reduction in mass shooting deaths after the assault weapons ban was passed under President Clinton. And then when it was allowed to lapse, it was sunset. Um, it was allowed to expire. Mass shooting deaths have since gone up by 239%. So they went down by 43%, went up 239%. We talk a little bit about this on the Middle Unplugged, episode 23 uh, this week. I mean, look, the bottom line to this situation, it's another shooting in Nashville this week. They have mental illness. In other countries, they have video games in other countries. They have they have people with, you know, body issues and mental illness in other in other countries. They have drug abuse in other countries. 
It's this whole idea that it's not this, it's that. But the fact of the matter is the only thing that differentiates us that makes us so dangerous is uh, the availability of um, of these high-powered weapons. Next number is 15. 15 million Americans will lose their health insurance starting today. And why is that? It's because under COVID, um, Democrats and Republicans together, including the past administration under Donald Trump, did a pretty remarkable job in constructing a temporary safety net that basically re- dramatically reduced poverty for the first time in in frankly in since the Social Security program. Um, increased it allowed people to covered by Medicaid who didn't have coverage. It gave gra- greater food benefits to get food for kids. Anti-poverty funding for families, you know, give them some money to, to keep them afloat. And now, since it's lapsed and we now have a, a Congress that's, a, that's dysfunctional, um, that's going to that's gonna start ending. And the 15 million Americans who are going to lose their health insurance through Medicaid, they are still going to get health care. They are. It's just they're going to walk into hospital emergency rooms after being hit by a bus or having caught COVID or having some disease. And, and it's not like the bill fairy is going to pay for them. You're going to pay for them. I'm going to pay for them in terms of higher taxes, except it's the least efficient way to do it. If we give them health insurance, then they don't have to walk into emergency rooms that way. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. And now some of the numbers around the big news of the week. The first number is 422, United States Constitution, Article 4, Section 2, Clause 2. It reads, a person charged in any state with treason, felony, or other crime who shall flee from justice and found in another state shall on demand of the executive authority of the state from which he fled be delivered and removed to the state having jurisdiction. That is the rarely, if ever, um, used for presidential candidates, but that is the part of the Constitution. And one of the great things about news stories is we learn how great the Constitution is. Basically says that Ron DeSantis has to, has to get Trump back to New York. I don't care what he says. That is his obligation, but it doesn't seem like that will be necessary. Next number, 131. That's the number of times District Attorney Bragg has brought charges in his first year for filing false business records. And one time he coupled it with an election law violation, this idea that no one ever gets charged for filing false business documents, not true. A whole bunch were filed, people who filed fake things during COVID, people who filed fake things to reduce their taxes, happens all the time. Bread and butter, white-collar crime. 34, that's the number of counts that uh, Trump will reportedly be uh, charged with on Tuesday, at least one felony. What's interesting about that number is everyone is speculating about what it means, since if you take all of the checks that he paid to uh, Michael Cohen and then you multiply it by two, once for writing the check and then once for filing it wrong, you still only get, I think, 22. So no one knows exactly what they are. Um, um, 
Next number is 25, 25 million to be precise. Trump University was found guilty of defrauding people and had to pay back $25 million. The Trump Organization was found guilty earlier this year of criminal tax fraud scheme. The Trump Foundation was found guilty of fraud and had to shut down. Just a way of talking, of saying, you know, when people talk about, oh my, this, this, this is such an unprecedented brush with the law that Donald Trump is having. No, he's had nothing but legal problems and he's admitted to stuff, paid back people and that other kind of stuff. But the biggest number of the week is zero. That is the number of actual charges that we know for sure. Um, Donald Trump is going to be charged with next Tuesday. And I have to be honest, I wrestled with how to talk about this. You've listened to my show the last couple of weeks. I have not been crazy about this issue in general. It's a lot of speculation. I don't like the way Donald Trump is managing it. Look, we have a legal system. You're going to come at me. You're going to accuse me of stuff. I'm going to stand up and say I didn't do it. And I'm going to beat you in court. I'll see you in court is the famous expression. That hasn't been the way this has gone down. But I do, you know, have this idea that left and right, we don't agree on everything, but there's a Venn diagram in the middle of kind of kind of some some philosophical things that we can agree upon. 800-848-WABC. I know a lot of folks want to talk about this. 800-848-9222. Let me just, just give you some notes. So there's basically two things that I've heard here on, on the station for the last few days and heard it on cable news and heard it on Twitter. And it's basically these two arguments against the indictment of Donald Trump. One is that the case is weak. And I'm here all day for that argument. I mean, Michael Cohen, who's a staple of this case, is a liar. We know that. He admitted that. He hasn't stopped lying. He's been doing interviews all over the place that have been fudging the truth. He says that he only did Trump crimes that Trump accused him, uh, uh, made him do. That's baloney. He's a tax cheat related to his taxi business that, 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 um, that he ran. You know, he says he brags that he cooperated with the government. No, he never had a cooperation agreement with the government because, frankly, the feds would never give him one. They didn't think he was telling the whole truth. Um, and recently he's even been saying, oh, I was persecuted. I didn't do the crime. So, so, you know, he's a weak witness. And also this idea that Trump is charged, may be charged with an election violation. Look, there is a reason why he wasn't charged federally with that. One, Bob Barr was the attorney general who had basically been covering for his boss the entire time he was there. But let, let's face it, it's been two years with Merrick Garland. He hasn't been charged there either. Now, there is this – there is state election law that are felonies also. And 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 I haven't heard a lot of people mention this. When I was in the was, – was filing my federal forms, I had to file them with the state as well. They had to be cross-filed, so that might be what they're going. But if you wanna, if you wanna call in today and say that this case is a weak case, look, we don't know it yet, but I'm here for you. I think that's a reasonable argument. Now, the other argument that I'm hearing a lot that I don't, I just don't buy is this argument that it is a presumptively illegitimate charge to bring because it's a Democratic elected official who was elected, bringing charges against a Republican. Or maybe some people are saying it's illegitimate because it's a former president or a candidate for office presently. I mean, and I heard Steve Moore mention it just before I came on the air. Is this some kind of special immunity I've never heard of? I mean, I don't I don't get this. This is the argument that Glenn Youngkin are making, Kevin McCarthy, a lot of Republicans. I mean, so how does this work? If you're an upstate Republican prosecutor here in New York, 
who decides he has the law and evidence and the ability to win a case against the, the sitting Democratic um, governor. Does that mean he has to not do it? Should I have escaped prosecution because the Trump Justice Department was prosecuting me? I really don't have a lot of patience for this argument. But if you want to bring it, I'm prepared to hear you out because I know that a lot of people want to talk about this. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Look forward to talking to you and to everyone else. And then at 3 o'clock, Curtis Lee comes in on left versus right. It may turn out to be another episode of All Things Trump here on The Middle. See you on the other side. to make change, reaching across the aisle to work with both sides. This is The Middle with Anthony Weiner on WABC. Welcome back to The Middle. I'm Anthony Weiner, Chicago, bringing us back in. It is, you know, starting to break. Sun's starting to come out a little bit. About 60 degrees out there. It's nice. And we're talking about uh, all things Donald Trump. Um, you know, this is now the third episode. I think it's the third episode in a row I've, I've done this. You know, first the Donald, you know, coming out with that. I'm going to get arrested when he wasn't. And then... People waiting, and now we finally have some news. We still don't have the most important thing, though. We don't have the indictment. So if you're on the camp that says, oh, this is a weak case, you should keep some space for the idea that there's stuff we don't know. Remember, there's one guy who you would not have seen walk into that grand jury and testify that could be a game changer, and that's the guy, Alan Weisenfeld. He's in Rikers. They come to the building in a different way. You would never know he was there. If he provided some information to the grand jury about some element of this, like, for example, the money was paid, Donald Trump was reimbursed, and he never declared it on his taxes or something, there might be an element here we don't know. That's all I'm saying. So let's be careful. But I'm with you that the case does seem kind of weak. If you've listened to me the last couple of weeks, I'm on Team Trump here to in a large degree, and that is that I don't want to hear, I don't want to hear anything except I'll see you in court. He's got lawyers. It, he's got weak people, um, uh, weak witnesses against him. Stormy Daniels and Michael Cohen. Again, I don't know who else is out there. Beat the case. But if you're in this other group, and I've seen a lot of it, who say, well, it's a Democrat against the Republican, that's unfortunately, uh, you can, that's unfortunately the way about 90% of prosecutors in this country on the, on the state side are chosen. That's the way we do American justice. It might not be great. It is in the words of, of someone. The worst system in the world, except for all the other systems. I mean, my thing, I was charged federally under Donald Trump, okay, by a federal prosecutor who's appointed by the president. I never for a moment, well, I don't, I shouldn't say. Look, I accept responsibility for what I did. That was part of my, part of my, and I accept it to this day. It's the system. And was I held to a higher standard? 
I was charged with something that had never been charged before in the Southern District? Yes, but I get that. I was a former public figure, a former elected official. If you don't like elected prosecutors, fine. But that's the way we do it in this country. And once you say, okay, that's the way it is, you can't say that half the population can't be charged because they're the other party. And and believe me, you don't want to say you can't indict sitting politicians or candidates. Believe me, you don't want to do that. Because then then corruption and whatever else. And by the way, anyone who lives here in New York, the number of Democrats that the Manhattan District Attorney has brought down over the years. Shelley Silver, the Speaker of the Assembly, for goodness sakes. Manhattan DA. Oh, no, that's not. That was the U.S. Attorney. But there are all kinds of investigations done by the Manhattan District Attorney of politicians. It was like one of the things Morgan that was known for. Anyway, so that's the thing. That's the dichotomy. If you believe the case is weak, should never have been brought. Here are the five reasons, whatever it is. I, I, I'm with you. I think there's a lot of evidence. If you believe, oh my God, it's outrageous to even bring a case because he's a, he's a candidate or because he's the other party. I'm sorry. That's not, I mean, that's a tough argument to make. That means that every single case brought by the, by the, the, the by the Manhattan DA, or, or every single case brought by an upstate conservative DA, you can't trust if it's the other party? I'm sorry. That that I don't buy. That I don't buy. All right, let's go some calls. I know this is something that gets people out. And just, again, for those of you who are tuning in for the first time who don't know my thing, Donald Trump, I believe, will be the um, nominee of the Republican Party. I believe that a lot of this stuff, I believe that he, that arguably benefits him. Makes him a martyr, makes it really hard for his opponents to, to dig in. We're going to talk later with Curtis about some of the winners and losers in this thing politically. I mean, I, we can do punditry if you want in your calls. But, um, so it's not like I'm, I'm an anti, you know, I think that, that, I mean, I think Trump's going to be the nominee. I've said that all, I've said that for months and months now. So let's go to the calls. Um, let's start off with Phyllis on Staten Island. Hey, Phyllis, welcome aboard. Hi. How are you? I'm well. Thank you for asking. How are you, Phyllis? I'm good. I feel like you are adding fuel to the fire by saying all the negative things that Donald Trump has ever done. Why don't you talk about what Biden is doing right now to our country instead of picking on Trump? And you know what? They did this, and now these leftists are going to be really sorry, because if anything is going to get him to win, this is. I wasn't going to vote for him again because I think he sometimes he has a big map and he should control himself. But our country was never in better shape than when he was on it. Phyllis, when, Phyllis, can I ask president. you, you're a really interesting case. Phyllis, let me ask you this question. When you say they, do you mean, do you mean the district attorney of, of New York County? Who do you think brought this case? Greg. Right. I mean, it's not the Democrat. I didn't have anything to do with this. Biden didn't have anything to do with this. It's the district of county of New York County. He thinks he has a good case. Beat it in court. Brad won't co- prosecute anybody. He lets everybody out. I know, him. but he Phyllis. Says that there are very few felonies. But this man who was president of the United States that did the best for our country, that made the whole world fear us, he's going to tell people he's going to put him in jail for something. Phyllis, but wait a minute. But wait a minute, Phyllis. Let me, let's just keep focus here. And I, I, don't, I wouldn't let my son Jordan make this argument about the other guy. If Donald Trump did this crime, it, should he be prosecuted, yes or no? What crime? The crime, whatever he's, whatever he's indicted for. Wait, 
Michael Cohn paid money to Stormy Daniels. He paid it back to Michael Cohn. Tell me where it came out of ca- campaign funds. That's what the Bragg has to choose. If Bragg, but hold on, Phyllis, and I really do appreciate your call. But Phyllis, and to all of you, if this case is a bad case, and he should, he will beat it in court. I think there's a really good chance he does. Now again, we're operating without the indictment. But the way you have these arguments is not by saying, look at the other guy did that, or look that this guy was a shoplifter and you didn't get prosecuted. When you're charged with a crime, by the way, you can't make those cases in court. Win the case. Go in. You got high-powered lawyers. Go in and win the case. What do you think, Adam? Adam in Long Island, what do you think? I'll tell you one thing. I'm just happy that he's indicted, man. You know, as a, as a fellow guy that been indicted by the federal authorities in my life and the state authorities, you know, I'm, I'm just glad that they're going to even try this guy in a trial. You know, let the jury work it out. Let the jury make the decisions. You ain't got to try to be a jury and a judge. New York knows what to do, you know. And I'm telling you, I bet you that cooperating evidence is going to be strong with Stormy Daniels and this guy's paperwork, all the paperwork they had to do with that money transfer. Well, Adam, Adam, Adam makes a good point. And this is something I think, too. And if I'm Donald Trump, I worry about this. We know Stormy Daniels. We know um, Cohen. We know what they've got. And for years now, this has been kicking around. And then suddenly they bring it forward. The one thing Bragg doesn't want to do is lose this case. So we got to wait on Tuesday and see if there's an element of this that we're not aware of. And that's why the Weisenfeld thing, again, we're all in the realm of speculation. The fact that, you know, look at the TikTok of this thing. Weisenfeld goes to prison, old guy, sitting in Rikers. He's in Rikers right now. And witnesses, suddenly the grand jury asked to speak to more people. Maybe it's him. Maybe he comes in with a document that, or something like that that they didn't have or testimony that they didn't have. I don't really know. I mean, no one really knows. No one knows. I mean, maybe Bill knows. Bill in Hamburg. Bill, what do you think? Hello, sir. I think the main objective for the um, Democratic Party is to provoke every Republican in this country, and they're doing a good job at it. I believe that in New York City, President Trump, will be guilty until proven innocent. It's a one-way road. Bill Clinton had mistresses all over the place. Uh, Monica Lewinsky, Jennifer Flowers. What did the New York media say? Oh, leave him alone and let him do his drop. The whole damn thing was was dropped. Wait, wait wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. First of all, the whole damn thing was dropped. He was impeached for it. Well, he was impeached, but, yeah, the the fix was in. There's no way he was going to be found guilty. I mean, and the jury... The jury pool in Manhattan, are you kidding me? You think you're going to get a fair jury pool well, in New that's York? Well, that's an interesting question. Now, I don't really know, and I appreciate it, Bill. I don't, I've thought about this, too. I actually emailed um, Arthur Idala, who's a prominent lawyer who deals in New York, and I said, why wouldn't you ask for a bench trial? You're allowed to. Just ask the judge to decide it because the pool's – and he responded that he doesn't think they will because all you need is one steadfast Trump juror, and you're done. You win. And so they could make a motion to move it somewhere else. I'm not so sure. Remember, the underlying facts to this case, if they are to be believed, 
are that Donald Trump paid hush money to a porn star while he was cheating on his wife to cover it up so the voters wouldn't hear about it. That doesn't sound good in any jurisdiction. And maybe a more conservative jurisdiction, it sounds even worse. But let me get back to the to the primary point that has been and I and I keep hearing this. I, I want people to kind of sit back and see what they're the Democrats want the Democrats. I don't. No one's been more quieter than most Democrats this week. Most elected officials are like, "Oh boy, this is not great." I've said it. I said it last week. I said it before. I don't think this is particularly good for Democrats. I don't. I don't think it is. But when you're the, the sitting district attorney in Manhattan and you have a job, and you've got professional lawyers around, and your job is to look at the law, your job is to look at the facts as they relate to the law, and you look at whether you can win the case. And they come to the conclusion, they want you, you think that they did a poll? Do you think they called Joe Biden and Chuck Schumer and Anthony Weiner and said, should we do this? Uh-uh. This is, this is a guy who thinks he's doing his job. And on the other side is someone who's been accused of something who is, who is putting up video, uh, pictures of baseball bats and stuff like that. Hey, you've got great lawyers. Just go beat the case. What's better for, for, for Donald Trump? Than being accused of this and walking away and say, I beat the case. I'm not guilty. That's huge for him. So I'm not so sure people are making the right analysis to say, oh, Democrats did this or Democrats uh, did that. Well, let's go to a break. We come back. Lots more calls. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. We're talking about Trump. I'm not all in any one camp. I got to be honest with you. I don't think this is the best thing for Democrats or whatever it is, but that's punditry. But I do believe... In the criminal justice system, even though I've been on the, I've been on the handcuff side of it, unfortunately. This is the middle. I'm Anthony Weiner. We'll see you on the other side. If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com slash audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com slash audio. That's carshield.com slash audio. Finding new ways to make change, reaching across the aisle to work with both sides. This is The Middle with Anthony Weiner on WABC. Saturday. Hey, it's Anthony Weiner. Welcome back to the middle. 
every Saturday from 2 to 3. And then Curtis Lee comes in at 3 o'clock. We're going to talk about the changes in the baseball rules. We're going to talk a little bit about who some of the, kind of the winners and losers are in this. We do some punditry around this. We've been talking about the substance of it up to now. 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Christian will take your call. Diego running the show. I'm at at Rep Wiener. We have a Facebook page. I also want to encourage you. It was kind of a preview because the indictment hadn't come down. We talk a little bit about some of the ways the media has been covering this, which I'm frustrated with on, on something called The Middle Unplugged. It's a podcast I do. It comes out every Wednesday. It's a little bit like this show, but we do it in the middle of the week. We use some curse words uh, suitable for podcasting. I mean, we also take some listener mail. It's a fun show. We encourage you to check it out, download it. Anywhere you get podcasts, we're at the Red Apple Podcast Network. Let's go back to the phones. This is an issue that animates people. I mean, look, it, it, look, the people have said this is historic. It's historic in, yes, obviously it's historic. Uh, but remember, we didn't have any prosecutions of Nixon because Gerald Ford pardoned him. We didn't have, we had, we had, um, big checks being paid by Bill Clinton in public forms. You know, this were public civil, um, civil accusations. He, he wrote checks while he was president. This is a, a, a different, definitely a different kind of thing. That's for sure. And I don't know what that makes it, but I mean, it certainly is, 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 is newsworthy. Let's go to Chris in North Jersey. Chris, thank you so much for holding on. Hey, Anthony, how are you? I'm good, Chris. Uh, you know, a couple of things. One, the DOJ, Cyrus Vance, and Bragg himself have looked at this case and decided there was nothing there. Secondly, there's sworn testament uh, by uh, what's this, the fixer A saying color. that he paid Stormy Daniels 130000 without Trump or Trump organization's knowledge. Uh, floating around. Yeah, yeah. No, he he definitely said that Cohen definitely said Cohen lied, and he went to prison for it. And and um, uh, Weiselberg lied and went to prison for it. But in both cases, they apparently did it at the instruction of Trump. And now we're saying, well, Trump can't even be put brought before a bar of justice. But let me make, let me answer another thing. DOJ looked at it. Bragg looked at it. Bragg's predecessor Vance looked at it. Did nothing. Hundred percent true. I don't understand why the DOJ hasn't. I don't have any. The Vance and even Bragg himself looked at it, walked away. He, he, a couple of his staffers, Bragg staffers, quit because he wouldn't do it and wrote books saying this is outrageous. That's why I quit. So what does that tell you? Now, it could be that Chris, I think this is what he was in, in, implying, that it could be it's a weak case. And it hasn't gotten any better. Or it could be there's a new, some new information. Remember, the grand jury gets to call people in and ask them questions. But the other thing about the grand jury to keep in mind, you don't need a, you don't need, all you need is a majority of the grand jury. I think it's 26 people. You just need a majority. You don't need a consensus, uh, 100% like you do in a jury. But yeah, that's a, a very interesting question. But does it really matter at this point? Now the indictment's out there. Let's, we're going to get a chance to see the case. Let's not get over our skis that it's a weak case until we know we know um, what exactly is in there. But at least Chris is saying, "Okay, here's why you don't charge it. Here's why you do." But he's not saying he's a, that that the, you're above the law. Lisa and Nutley, Lisa, what do you think about this case? It's absolutely ridiculous. Uh, 
This was supposedly have taken place in 2016. Trump knew he was going to run for president. You think the man is that stupid to say, hey, I'm going to have an affair with a porn star and ruin all of this when it no, comes it, out? It, the, the porn star was 2006. It wasn't until the payments in 2016. Well, it all came out in 2016, and don't be surprised if Michael Cohen was the person who had the affair with this woman. Ah. This, man, this man is not to be trusted. Trump is not an angel. None of us are, okay? But Michael Cohen, when you turn around and say, I'm not going to go to jail one day, there's an issue there, you know? So um, there's a lot to be looked at, but I definitely think politics is playing a big, big role in this. Well, I got to and I appreciate it, Lisa. Let me, I'm gonna, let me just say a couple things. Here's the TikTok of how this apparently went down. 2006, they had an affair. 2016, Stormy Daniel pops up her nose and says, I'm going to make trouble for the campaign. They pay her off. But I tell you one thing you'll get no argument from me about. This guy Cohen is a shady. Is is not to be believed. Even today, I mean, not literally today. It could be. I mean, the guy's on every network. Even today, the guy is going around saying things. He seems constitutionally incapable of telling the same story the same way twice. And if Donald Trump's high-paid lawyers can't tear this guy to shreds, then then I should come in and do it. And And the other thing about Cohen, he is obsessed with taking down Trump. Obsessed with it. So, you know, how do you think that looks in front of a jury? He's basically, this guy Cohen has made a second career out of taking down Trump. He's got a podcast called Mea Culpa every day. He cannot help himself. But I just want to caution everyone one more time. Oh, the other thing is he was on with Don Lemon the other day on CNN. And if you haven't seen it, you're probably not the only person. No one's watching it apparently anymore. And he says that, um, uh, 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 he, he goes on and says that, one of the things you'll find out about this indictment is a lot of information about the, how the Southern District dealt with me, like implying that he was somehow railroaded. Well, which is it? Have you come clean and you want like and and are now prepared to be a good citizen, or were you railroaded? And I want to make a very clear distinction. I, from time to time, you will hear me talk about the type of hardball that the Southern District played with me when they were charging me. They basically said you can plead guilty to this crime for twenty-one months. Or we're going to charge you with a crime that has a max, a, a mandatory minimum of at least five. And I had a six-year-old at home. And believe me, whatever I did, I was prepared to take that deal. So I'm not saying that plea bargains are, but I'm saying that what Cohen is doing, I mean, Cohen, another thing Cohen keeps doing, he keeps saying, oh, you can trust me. I've been cooperating with the, um, with the prosecutors. Oh, yeah? Well, why then, Mr. Cohen, didn't you ever get a prosecution cooperation agreement? And the reason is the feds didn't give him one because they didn't trust him. To this day, they didn't trust him. He didn't get a single day off, according to the, you know, the prosecutors didn't say give him any leniency because he's cooperation. He hadn't done that at all. And then uh, what was one other thing that Cohen did? Oh, I know what it was. The other day, Joe Takapina, who's the lawyer for Trump, he goes on and makes reference to the crimes that, Cohen commit around taxi medallions and not paying taxes on it. And Cohen goes on and says, I have no idea what Tuckabeen is talking about. So anyway, long story short, I agree. This guy Cohen is the weakest of wink links in all of this. And I don't think Stormy Daniels is a particularly uh, uh, a trustworthy person to put in front of a jury either, which makes you wonder. Bragg's not, I mean, you can call him a lot of things. He's a professional prosecutor. He doesn't want to lose this case, the highest profile case maybe in the world. I think they, they might have something else. We just have to wait and see. 
Um, next, let's go to Chris in Long Island. Chris, go ahead. Hey, Anthony. Um, listen, I listen to your uh, station all week, and I've got a full dose of Alan Dershowitz, of Dershowitz Professor Dershowitz, and it would be great if you could somehow get him on the show because I would love to see you and him go back and forth. Okay, hold on a second. Diego, let's get yeah. Alan Dershowitz for next week. Okay, thank you, Chris. Thanks. That's a great idea. No, can you please? That would be awesome because he's great because he's not a Trump person by any means. He says, I'll vote against him all the time. He just came out with his book, Get Trump, and he said the reason it's called Get Trump is because Tish Adams ran on that. So that's why a lot of people, I'm in the middle, okay? But a lot of people feel, listen, if you're out to get the guy, and it's the old, you know, show me the man and I'll find the crime, you know? And that's what Dershowitz keeps saying. And before you, before we hang up, I just want to ask you this. How do you think it's going to affect the other three cases that are going to come out against him? The Georgia phone call, the Radar Mar-a-Lago, and the, um, and the uh, what was the third one? Uh, do, 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 there's a third one. The... the um... The so uh, the January sixth case. There's the Mar-a-Lago case, and there's the Georgia and the case. Georgia yeah. call, right. So let me. How so Chris, that thanks again for for the call. And, and let me let me just touch briefly on the first thing you said about this whole idea. If you find the man, you can find the crime, or whatever it is. You know, Donald Trump. Um, Donald Trump is sued all the time. Okay, and he is found guilty all the time. His organization was in a tax conspiracy, was found guilty of, of the defrauding the government by not paying enough taxes. Trump University found guilty of defrauding people who sign up for his program and not giving them what they were into. He paid $25 million. This is him pleading to it, him saying, we did it. Um, the Trump Foundation found guilty of raising money and spending it on their personal things. So don't give me this, oh my God, he's the pure as the driven snow guy. He lives at the edge of the law and... If it's a weak case, he will beat the case. As far as figuring out how it fits with the other thing, anyone who says to you, stops you on the street and says, oh, the Democrats love all this. Well, no. I bet you most Democrats, if you're just thinking about this strategically, would much prefer to have the other cases, um, the other cases first. And if you look at the polling, Republicans, um, uh, I think it was an Ipsos poll came out. Ham, what percentage of Republicans believe that he should be charged for this case, 19%. What percentage of Republicans think he should be charged for um, January 6th offenses? 26%. So the Republicans agree with that too. But maybe, and this is something I want to ask you to indulge me on, because it might be so preposterous you don't even think it's worth thinking about. What if the prosecutors in New York County are just doing what they think their job is? What if they're not trying to figure out what George is going to do. And what if they're not figuring out what's good for Biden? What if they're not thinking about how DeSantis is going to respond? What if they're just looking at the case and saying, listen, I swear an oath to do this job in a certain way. And maybe that's true all around. There are prosecutors all around who say, you know what? I'm in a conservative county, but I'm still going to charge, I'm going to charge Alec Baldwin, not because he's a liberal, but because we think he did it. I think, you know, we, you, my dear listener, me, I'm sure all of us think when we go to work, we operate with integrity and we try to do what we think is the right thing to do. You know, there's a saying that's very that's very important in, in my program of recovery is that people do what they believe is the right thing to do. And maybe that's just what's happening here. Maybe just that Bragg and his people think this is what their job is. 
to prosecute people who commit crimes. I read you the number earlier. White-collar crime is prosecuted all the time. Now, if you want to say to me he should do a better job, he should arrest more people, um, you know, I'm, I'm open to that. I am. Um, good call from Chris. It always is. We're going to go to a break. We have a few more calls on the line. I should say we have a lot more calls on the line. Let's try to get through some of them. I've been doing too much talking. I'll let you do a little bit more talking. 800-848-WABC. This is The Middle. I'm Anthony Weiner. We're here till 3 o'clock. Then Curtis Lee will comes in for Left versus Right. So great to have you along on this now beautiful day. It's The Middle with Anthony Weiner on WABC. Taking a step back to look at things with a new perspective. It's The Middle with Anthony Weiner. Welcome back to the middle. We're doing Saturday songs as our bumpers. That was Dave Edmonds doing Almost Saturday Night. Before that, Guadalcanal Diary doing Always Saturday. And we started with Saturday Saturday in the park by Chicago. Um, it's great to have you along. Got a text while we're in for my, my friend Kevin who said, you can't do Trump and call your show the middle. It's impossible. There's no one in the middle on Donald Trump. That's kind of right, except I do believe – there are people who can say, okay, strong case, weak case, you know, this, whatever. And we have, it would help to see the, the, the indictment itself for sure. It is hard to have that conversation where it's someone who says the case is illegitimate because it's Donald Trump. Like you can't charge Donald Trump. I just don't think most Americans think that way. But we'll, you know, look, we'll, we'll, we'll find out. All right. Let's go to Anthony in Long Beach. Hey, Anthony, thanks for joining us. Anthony, how you doing? Thank- I, I want to thank you first for taking my call. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. So I, I've been sitting here listening, and I'm actually stewing because I, I, I find it dumbfounding. This is a former president of the United States. Regardless of how you feel about him, regardless of what you think, yes, his corporation, his business all have been involved in some shady form or one way or another. He's not the cleanest person in the entire world, but show me somebody who's the cleanest person in the world, and I'll show you a liar. But I think... I thank you first for taking my call. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. I think what was losing touch on is that we're losing touch on the fact that this is a person who has, who has the title, who has the title of former president of the United States, and not only is this being looked at by New York City, but it's being looked at by the world, by but, other but Anthony, nations. Anthony, you mean... France, where they have indicted their prime minister. Italy, where they've indicted their prime minister. This is what a strong country does. Nobody, if you're saying because he's a former president, he can do anything he wants? No, not at all. What I'm saying is you have to come up with something that's concrete, not speculation, not by liars, not by people who have been charged and convicted of felony crimes. And, Anthony, let me interrupt you. you. Where do you bring that evidence? Where do you bring it? You bring it at not only the grand jury, because that's the basis of what your trial is going to be like. You can't just throw haphazardly stuff at the grand jury. I know. You bring it. You bring it. Thank you, Anthony. You bring it to court. That's the only way we have to make these decisions that Anthony thinks we should make, which is you can't bring BS. You've got to bring an actual case. Well, that's what we're waiting to do. 
But this idea that Anthony brought to the table that, oh, he's our president, we, we, this looks bad. Hey, what looks stronger and better for a, for a country than saying that there is nobody that's above the law? Nobody. We sent Congressman Weiner to prison. We can send Donald Trump to prison. Whoever it is, if you break the law, the law, this, we are not a nation of men. We are a nation of laws. And if you think it's a bogus case, I'm half with you. I mean, I got to see more to, there better be something there on Tuesday. But where do we make that case? And if you think that around the world, they're, they're probably saying, oh my goodness, well, we have dictators. You think Orban is in Hungary is getting Brought up on charges? You think Putin is? You think she is? No, this is the way democracies are really a, a democracy. It's a lousy system in that, like, it's not perfect, but it's way better than all the other ones. What do you think, Tony? Tony and Clifton, welcome back. Hey, well, how about, you know, just like we did with other presidents, um, we don't need to put these kind of things for presidential things just anywhere because these people did serve as presidents and they're treated differently, I think, in a lot of different ways. They still have coverage with the CIA. So how about we do like we did even with Nixon, with Clinton? I didn't see Clinton getting taken to any court, district court. What do you, you know, talk? What do you do? Bill, Bill, Bill Clinton paid a settlement in an open case that all the public and the, all the world can see. He wrote an $850,000 check when he was president, completely. Uh, now, if he had written that check on the side and not told anyone about it and not paid taxes on it and given it to and said to his buddy, said to George Stephanopoulos, give her the money but don't tell anybody and then I'm going to fill out a fake form and it was during the election against Dole or against whatever, then you've got a parallel. Bill Clinton lost his law license. Bill Clinton was impeached. But Bill Clinton didn't actually come to a jury anywhere. There was no criminal charge. He was charged. He was charging a civil case of, of, sex, of, of sexual harassment. Right. Did st- things in the White House. So you. No, no, no. Here's saying- Tony, Tony, Tony. Let me let me just get the facts straight. And I'm gonna. I'll let you finish. He did a deposition in a civil case in the White, and he lied in that deposition. He lied in the deposition in a civil matter. Okay. And it was on for all the TVs to see. It was terrible for him. It was humiliating, whatever it is. I, you know, I, uh, what, to mention what your definition of is is. He wrote checks. He got impeached. The idea that Bill Clinton was held above the law just didn't happen. But please continue. Anthony, listen, who did the investigation? Ken Starr. Yeah. So what I'm saying is Ken Starr was the one that laid it all out for us. It wasn't people, I mean, to me, what I saw of it. Right. I saw Ken Starr. I didn't see him being brought into any kind of court. Ken Starr was the one who was doing the investigation. It was a, it was a civil. Thing. No, he was just to, to catch up on the Bill Clinton part. Bill Clinton was accused of lying about a relationship with Monica Lewinsky and lying in a in a legal setting in a civil court proceeding. He perjured himself. That is, technically speaking, you're not allowed to do that. Now, is it a high crime and a misdemeanor? That's what the House of Representatives found when they impeached him. But the idea that he was above the law, the guy, he, you know, he, he certainly wasn't. That this is a criminal case that is being brought. And if Bill Clinton 
is credibly charged with a criminal case, he'll wind up going to court. Hey, listen, this has been a great conversation. I am a little bit trumped out, got to be honest with you, but Curtis Lee will be in on the other side of the break. I want to thank you so much for how supportive you've been in the middle, how kind you've been to me. I want to send out some special love to my dad at Methodist Hospital, and we'll see you on the other side. 